have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we are going to be discussing 90 Day UK. As well, I am going to include a sister wives conversation at the end of this episode. It's only going to be me for this week, um, again, for the Sister Wives Conversation. But next week, we should be back to normal with Letitia. Um, it might be a little longer just because she hasn't watched probably the, the last couple of episodes. Y'all, she has been living life in Jamaica. I think she just got back, actually. So, yeah, she might have a lot to say, but... Um, so, but yeah, you'll have me again for this week for sister wives and then we'll get back to normal for, for next week. But that's it for that. I don't think we have many announcements except for selling OC so far. I haven't finished watching every episode, but what I have watched thus far is so good. This is what selling sunset is missing. Um, so you'll be getting that periodically throughout the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we can wrap that up before Love is Blind starts. Um, so yeah, you'll get that, um, fairly soon. Um, and, um, yeah, Love is Blind is coming next week, Friday the 22nd, I believe is when that's coming. And then the following week, you'll, We'll be getting started with our Bachelor shows, Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. It's going to be jam-packed with Bachelor Nation shows. So one other quick thing before um, we jump into the episode I did mention in the Last Resort episode last week that I started a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast, where we basically just talk about things that are happening in the news, in the world, 
in our lives. <laughs> so we only have two episodes. Well, well, we have one official episode. The second one will be coming this week, most likely on Thursday, um, where we talk about, you know, 50 Cent and we talk about Disney Plus. Love. <laughs> the pressure of love from other people in your world, in your orbit. And we also talk about NSYNC. <laughs> NSYNC coming back with new music. So we have those those four topics for the upcoming episode, which will be released this Thursday. I'm recording on a Tuesday right now. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, love for you to go listen to that podcast as well. We're definitely having a lot of fun with it. Um, so yeah, next take podcast, the link will be in the show notes. Um, again, I'll remind you at the end of the episode as well. So that's it. That's all we're going to talk about. We have nothing else to talk about. So we're going to jump into the reason that we are here. 90 Day UK Season 2, Episode 11. This relationship is over. All right. So here we go. First, we're going to talk about Michael and Mossy. Mercy. So we're kind of following after the argument that they had from last week. Um, I believe it's been a few days or a couple of days or day after, after the argument that they had. Um, Michael comes into the room because uh, she's in the bedroom and he says, you know, we need to talk. And he apologizes for what he said, but he does say, you know, listen, if you aren't happy, I won't force you to stay. You know, obviously he loves her. He wants her to stay, but you know, yeah. Um, she says she feels like she is not fitting in. I think she needs to give it some time. And I think also from what I've heard that where they are is very tourist, not around one of touristy is the right word to use, but it's more of a summer destination for people. And she's there in the winter. So I mean, I know she's not used to, you know, winter weather um, where she lives in, in um, Africa. She lives in Kenya. So I know she's maybe not used to the cold weather and stuff and how people operate in the cold weather. But I don't know about you, but the last thing I want to do is talk to people outside in the cold. You know what I mean? So um, I think she just needs to give herself some time, get through all the four seasons first before, you know, coming to a conclusion that she's just not, she's just not fitting in. Of course you got to give it time. Um, he hopes that she is not having second thoughts. Y'all <laughs> she's been having second thoughts since before she even married this man. Now I don't know if it's necessarily second thoughts or if it was, you know, jitters, but like, um, we'll get to it. Cause this is, this is, yeah. 
He tells her we can work this out. And then she says that she loves him and that she will ha- she will live wherever he is. Okay, the whole their whole storyline for the most part from when they were getting married to now has been about the fact that she doesn't want to live in in the UK. She wants to go back home. It's been very much her kind of like really selling the fact that she just does not want to be there. And then all of a sudden when their storyline is wrapping up, she's good. Just, just like that, just a snap of the finger. She's good. And I'm like, wait, what? How, where, how did this switch so quickly? I'm starting to wonder if there's like, if, if, you know, production is kind of, or they are potentially fucking with us. I'm like, wait, what? How do you go so quick from one thing of, I don't want to be here. I want to go home to all of a sudden. You're just like, Oh, I love you. So I'll live wherever you live. What? That's not what you've been saying. Before you even left Kenya, you said you didn't want to go to the UK. Have you been lying to us like to create a story? It's so weird to me how fast she switched. But anyway, they're going to be getting married the next day. Um, it's not going to be a big to-do. It's going to be more of, you know, wrapping things up uh, for paperwork reasons. Um, so it is the next day. We see Michael ironing her wedding dress because she doesn't know how to use an iron. Okay. Um, but yes, it's the wedding day. She says she's excited. Um, and as I mentioned, it's not going to be a big to do. They're going to be getting married at the registrar's office. Not a big thing. Um, so he says to her, well, he kind of says to us, you know, we have a time slot, right? We can't miss that time slot. Otherwise it could really fuck things up. We have to get married at that time slot. That is what he says to us, the viewer. We see her getting ready, taking her sweet fucking time to get ready. And he's starting to stress out because he's like, okay, we have like half an hour. Okay, we have 15 minutes. Like, we have to leave. And she's like, don't rush me. Give me a minute. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. All right. Listen. Now, I'm not saying that, I mean, I've gotten 10 times better, but I used to be the person that would say, oh, I'm going to be here at 1230, but then I'm there like at 130. I used to be that person. Drove my ex-husband insane. So, you know, that, that would be me, you know, but I've gotten a lot better with that. But if I had somewhere I had to be, and I had a time that I had to be ready at, like it's really crucial that I have to be ready at that time. I would be ready at that time. I would always make sure that I'm ready at that time because I don't want to waste other people's time. Don't want to waste my time. You know, you have to be there at a certain time. So he has told you we need to be here at X time and you're taking your sweet fucking time. Like, I don't understand. 
you are a grown woman. You should be able to know I need to be ready at this time. So let me make sure I'm ready by this time. I, I, I was not on her side. I thought she had no fucking right to be angry. We'll get to it. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so she's going very slow, getting herself ready. And when she comes downstairs after when she's in her dress, hair's done, makeup's done, she comes downstairs. He's just stressing because he, they, he knows they're late. And he doesn't say anything to her, okay? He doesn't say anything about how she looks. Now, I don't want, I'm not saying anything about how she looks herself because she's she's a pretty girl i'm not talking about anything like that but you took all this time for what that's what i'm thinking you're in a regular old white dress it's not like a wedding dress is what i mean to say um your hair is straight so you clearly probably pressed your hair or something uh straightened your hair so okay so that's not a big to do okay that's that's if she did that. I actually don't even know if she did that. She could be wearing a, a, a wig for all we know. I really don't know. Okay. Um, because you know, and that's not a hit. That's just how things are with, with black girl hair. So I know black girl hair can take a while. I too have black girl hair and it could take me a while if I'm gonna straighten my hair. It could take if my hair is already dry, clean and everything, it could take me less than an hour. Um, but you know, I get it. It takes some time, but again, you plan for that. So yeah, you, you did that. I'm just trying to understand. Cause I don't, again, we don't have a concept of how long it took for her to be ready. He did say that we, we woke up early to accommodate for the fact that she does take a while to get ready. So I don't know how, like what that means if they got up four hours early or three hours or like, I don't know what that means. But let's say she spent three quarters of the time getting hair, makeup, dress on. That's what you came back with? My thing is, is what took you so long if that's what you came back with? That's 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 what I'm trying to get at. Because her hair's not in an updo, you know, makeup is fine, whatever. It's more about the hair for me. I'm like, you just left it laying flat like that. So how did it take you so long? That's what I'm getting at. I'm so confused. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, wait. And again, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this as a black girl who has done exactly this. If you are not getting your hair professionally done. So like I've gotten my hair professionally done when I graduated grade eight, when I graduated high school. Um, I actually didn't get it professionally done when I graduated college, but I got my hair professionally done those two times. But any other time that I haven't had my hair professionally done and I'm the one straightening my hair or whatever, I do it the night before. I plan ahead. Now I know not everyone can do that. You touch up the next day. You don't just go like that. You do the heavy lifting the day before. And then you protect your hair to sleep and you touch it up the next day so much faster. I don't understand why she didn't do that. Maybe she did. But then again, if she did, what took you so long? That's what I'm getting at. I'm so mad about that because of how she reacts afterwards. So let's get to it. So again, like I said, she 
doesn't get a compliment from him about how she looks. Okay. He, she, so they're in the car now and she tells him, you have to stop rushing. Bitch. He can stop rushing if you can help him not rush. That'd be helpful. Don't tell him not to rush when you're the reason why he has to rush in the first place. Um, so like I said, they're already late. Okay. Cause he said like, you know, half an hour ago that they had 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Um, so I wrote like, she has no concept of time. Like, I don't know how you hold a job down if you have no concept of time. Um, so they're getting upset now, right? Because she, as she says, you didn't compliment how I look. I'm doing all of this to look good for you in the day. And you didn't say anything to me about how I look. You're so concerned about being late that you don't compliment me. And I'm saying to myself, okay, Sure. She's like, you know, it takes 30 seconds for a compliment. Sure thing. But then what? Okay, here's what would have happened. Okay. If he had the wherewithal to say, oh, you look good right now or whatever, it would have been so rushed and so flippant that she would have gotten mad about that too. She would have been mad about that too. I hear what she's saying. But again, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me and I'm different. I mean, yes, I got complimented by my boyfriend, whatever. It's fine. I, I'm I'm cool when it it's needed or whatever. Or he if he, he feels like it. So I like for me personally, and I see it a lot on we've seen it on this show, we've seen it on Married at First Sight, we've seen this. And I'm just like, am I just the kind of girl that I don't need you to compliment every little thing. I know when I look good, I don't need you to then tell me that I look good. Like I'm confident in myself where I'm like, damn, I look good today. And I don't need you to tell me that I look good today. Cause I can tell myself I look good today. Like that, that's, that's me. And I get that, that maybe that's, that's not everybody. But if I was in the situation where, but again, if I had sense of time and I'm realizing, oh shit, we're late, then I can, you know, take that into consideration. Right. Um, but again, this is a person who doesn't have that concept. So it's hard for me to put myself in her shoes, but I'm just like, listen, I can tell myself I look damn good. I don't need you to tell me. And obviously we're late right now. So I need to take into account that maybe when we get there, you'll be able to feel a little calmer and be able to say, okay, you know what? You look gorgeous today. You know what I mean? But then I also saw, thought, as speaking about this, I also think on the other side of things, I'm like, but wait, did you compliment him? Because I didn't hear it. Maybe I missed something, but I didn't hear her compliment him. That goes both ways, honey. That's all, that's all I'm saying. You know, anyway, she basically tells him to pull over um, because she's angry and she wants to get out of the car. So he does. He pulls over and she gets out because she's uh, she's big mad. Um, and he says, we just won't get married. Okay. Well, um, so he says, you know, we've missed the wedding slot. Okay. So again, as I mentioned earlier, those who didn't watch the episode, they couldn't not, they could not miss their time slot. Otherwise they can't get married. Okay. Hold on to that. So 
they're still kind of arguing again about this whole situation. So they're kind of sitting down talking about this. And then just as quickly as she kind of says, like, I will live wherever you live. It's the same thing. It's just as quickly as she's like, they're good now. And I'm like, first of all, number one, this was a super fucking fight to be having to the point where it's going to fuck up your your wedding here. This is so, so petty and so bullshit to me. Um, but they're good. So now they're deciding they're going to try to go to the registry office to see if they can get married. Maybe fingers crossed it can happen. Um, and then uh, they they get there and guess what guys there is a later slot i call fakeness on this shit i really do i really think this is fucking fake you were never getting married at this quote-unquote time slot you guys um you guys said you had that was never gonna happen because you okay you michael told us that you have this time slot um that you can't miss otherwise you can't get married and all of a sudden there's a there's a later time slot is oh yeah we'll squeeze you in what i thought i thought this was all bullshit they were lying to us this this just to create some but then what okay anyway um they're getting married and uh james is there to witness the wedding because obviously you need to have a witness at your wedding and uh they're married legally married in the UK and uh, all is good in the world, I guess. <sighs> anyway, that's it for Michael and Mercy. I guess that's it for them um, for the season. I guess we'll see them at uh, the tell-all. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop, and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P, dot ca and use our unique coupon code reality2 that's r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and the number two next shane and mert so we find out that shane sent mert to go grocery shopping she told him and us that she that he was only supposed to spend 80 quid which is the equivalent of a hundred and about 35 dollars canadian so 
that's what she told him to spend. Instead, he spent 116 pounds, which is the equivalent of $281 Canadian. I would have killed him. So apparently he bought bullshit that they don't need right now. He bought a duck for the garden and caviar because y'all, he just wanted to try it. He just wanted to try it. So he bought the fucking caviar, which probably costs most of that 116 pounds. Let's be fucking real here. Um, Yeah. So And he also bought air freshener that he keeps fucking spraying in the fucking kitchen. Can you stop spraying the fucking air freshener where you have your food? Please and thank you. Um, Which, again, you are now wasting the fucking air freshener because there's no reason to be spraying it right now. Um. He keeps yelling because, again, at this point, Shane is pissed off and she's losing her fucking shit. Because as she mentions, the money in the account was also supposed to be going towards the last payment for the venue, which is 800 pounds that she has to pay, which is the equals to 1,354. Canadian dollars. It's a lot. So she's losing it, obviously. So he has the fucking nerve to be yelling at her. Because again, kind of like with Mercy, he has no fucking concept of money and that it doesn't grow on fucking trees. So Shane basically says, listen, I can't look at you anymore. I can't talk to him because he's not fucking understanding. So she tells him to leave her alone. So in the next scene, Mert walks in the room with some Turkish tea. Um, I guess this is an apology. He does apologize, though, um, for the grocery trip fiasco. Shane says, maybe I overreacted. Um, so, I mean, listen, I think, yes, in the moment, we can definitely overreact over small things. But this isn't a small thing when you don't have the money. He literally spent more than double the amount that he was supposed to be spending. So, I mean, personally, for me, I would be like, what the fuck? Like, why do you need and why are you buying shit that we don't really need right now? Why couldn't you have called or texted me and said, can I get this right now? Or, you know, maybe we can get this later or whatever. Maybe skip the caviar and and not get that right now. Maybe you could try that at a restaurant or something so that if you don't like it, you don't buy a whole fucking tin of caviar that no one's then going to eat, you know? Um, so apparently his family sent some money um, for the wedding. And this is his way of saying, this is going to make up for the money that I shouldn't have spent. So it does make up over and beyond the money that he spent. Um, so, so you know, Shane's happy about that anyway. So in the next 
scene with them, we see that they're going to be doing something new for merch. They're going to be going paddleboarding. Um, so at first, clearly Shane is a pro. She's done this before. At first, when they get onto the paddleboard, he's going like the other way. Don't know where the hell he's going. Um, and Mert doesn't like the water, he says, because he can't see the bottom of, of, of it because in Turkey, the water is a lot clearer and prettier. So he doesn't like the water. He doesn't want to go into the water. So they're now standing on, on the boards. Again, like I said, Shane's a pro. She's done this before. But Mert, not so much. He keeps falling off his paddleboard. Um, and he falls quite a bit. And I think he starts to get frustrated because it's like, why are you falling? So then he goes over to Shane and attempts to push her off her paddleboard. But because she sees him coming, she ends up like throwing herself off her own paddleboard. Um, but she falls quite a bit. And she, after that, and she says, you know, her hair is now ruined. Um, I think they're getting married in the next day or two. So yeah, he basically then says at the end of this, that, you know, I look really good in this wetsuit. Maybe I should wear it in the bedroom. Ah, okay. Well, that's, that's basically it for my, uh, mate, Mert and Shane. So now, fuck's sakes. We're with Tion and David. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. So here we go, guys. Um, so he's taking her shopping again. And at first I thought she seemed to like the place because she said, this all is very colorful and she seemed to like it. But then when they go into the store, yeah, no, she doesn't like it. She doesn't pick anything in there. She says she wants to go back to the UK. Um, she also mentions that the store isn't very organized. They have like the office wear with the swimwear and whatever. Um, yeah, so as mentioned, she doesn't like anything in the store. Um, I personally thought there was some nice stuff in there, but what the fuck do I know, right? Um, she says the UK has more opportunities for both of them. And she basically says he needs to come with her. So, so yeah, the shopping trip for, from her perspective was a disaster. Sure. Um, she is going to make it up to him by, though, by cooking him a meal. You know, he says he's going to enjoy it or he's enjoying it. I don't know. Um, and she also wrote him a note. I'm not reading the note that she wrote to him, but whatever. Um, basically she says that she loves him and, um, she can't wait to be married to him in the future. So she, you know, she's also kind of getting emotional while saying this as well. So then she says she wants to talk to him about their future. And she says she wants to go back to the UK and he's, scared about it he's unsure about it he says he has a good job here and he he actually says like the fact that i have a good job is unusual in the in the dr that's not typical so i have a good paying job 
that most people don't have. And he doesn't want to give that up. She still thinks that the UK will be better for both of them. And I actually said, like, what if it's not? You know what I mean? This is a person who actually is a teacher in the Dominican Republic. He couldn't become a teacher in the UK without doing, going back to school, potentially. That's what he wants to end up doing, right? So, uh, you know, I don't know. I personally wouldn't do it for her because I think she's 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 a selfish brat. But, um. Yeah, but yeah, you know, anyway. Um, he does say that he will try it. So sure. Okay. And this is this is this is it. This is where I lost my fucking mind. So they're gonna be going salsa dancing. As we already know, she doesn't like the salsa dancing, as she mentioned to us, and she had a conversation with her grandmother uh, earlier on. So he wants her to dance with him. Okay. Let me repeat. He wants her to dance with him. Um, but she keeps saying that she, that, you know, um, cause okay, let me go back. So they get there. He's dancing with somebody else and she's just sitting off in the fucking corner, like a baby sulking in the corner. Um, and he's dancing. He is salsa dancing. And she says or keeps saying like he won't look at me because he's knows he's doing wrong no he's not looking at you because he's dancing and you are a sulky little baby um then we see him grinding a little bit on the girl that he was dancing with and again if you've ever watched anyone dance salsa it's not really like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's grinding to an extent, but it's, it's, it's dancing, but she loses her fucking mind. Okay. Um, I don't, I think she says, don't talk to me. I can't remember exactly what she says, but, um, she says like he lied to her about what salsa is. Have you heard of this thing called Google? Have you? Like, I'm sorry. I don't care what the fuck he told you, but you you have to use your own fucking brain for once in a while and be like, okay, despite what he's telling me, I know what he's telling me doesn't make any sense if this is really something you don't want, you don't like. But at the end of the day, it's just fucking dancing. Right. He doesn't care that she's mad. And I said, okay, that's fine. Don't, don't, I, I wouldn't either personally. Um, and then she starts saying to him that he's disgusting. What? She keeps saying that, that he is disgusting constantly throughout this. And I'm thinking to myself, he's not fucking cheating on you. He's dancing. Why does that make him disgusting? Personally, I think you're fucking delusional. That's that's me, you know. Anyway, um, she then says, "I have more potential than to be with someone like you." Fuck you, fuck you. Because why? This is basically this is 
This is basically a person who thinks I'm fucking better than you because I'm from a first world country and you're not. That's basically what the fuck she's saying to him. And I'll be like, you know what, bitch, go fuck yourself. Seriously. I, 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 when she said that, there was a way to say that, but the way she said it, it's like, okay, you don't fucking respect him. So why the fuck are you with him? If you think you're too good for this man or you're better than him, even though he hasn't done anything to you to make, to, you know, bring you to that, why are you with him then? Why are you, I hate her so fucking much. Oh, I would take asshole anytime. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I guess they break up. I'm not sure, but, um, so he does go after her because she walks away from him and she keeps calling him disgusting. Like I said, I, I don't think she quite understands what accounts someone to be disgusting, but Hey, um, he says, I wanted you to dance with you. Yes. Again, the like I said that before, right? He wanted to dance with you, but you're, you have a stick so far up your fucking ass that you couldn't just dance with him. Like, are you, I can't. Um, so she says, you know, thank God I didn't marry you. This is all over salsa dancing. This is all over salsa dancing. Um, she says he, had a a beaming smile on his face when he was grinding with the girl. Maybe because it's not about the grinding, but about the fact that he is dancing, salsa dancing. He loves salsa dancing. And he also wants to share this with you. You know? But again, just like with um, Rebecca and Christian, he has a passion. She doesn't need to be a part of it. Now, I don't know if she's there because she wants to be there to blow shit up or if he wanted her there, but they can have separate passions and not be, you know, but the problem is, is that at least with Christian, who knew he's better, at least with Christian, he's like, listen, I don't want to be there, but I'm not going to stop you from doing what you want to do. This bitch wants to stop him from doing what he wants to do. Because she's insecure in herself. See, money can't buy you happiness, everybody. That's the moral of the story. Um, so he, she says, it's like you were having sex, huh? I don't know about anybody else. I haven't had sex with my clothes on, personally. You know, I find it easier to take my clothes off. Um, but apparently, dancing in a group, in a room full of people with your clothes on is having sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just, let us go past this because she's a fucking fool. Anyway, let's continue. She then says, I would have slapped you. So now we're going to threaten violence. She says, because I'm too much of a lady that I'm not going to slap you. The fact that you said it at all means you would have slapped him if the cameras weren't on. So we're going to threaten violence on him. Fuck her. Just fuck her. She can fuck off to the oblivion. I don't care where the fuck she goes, but she can fuck off my television. That's all I know. 
I I completely hate her. She's she's a horrible human. I'm sorry. She's a horrible human. And again, I blame her mother. So her mother can fuck off to oblivion too. Let's continue. Um, she has decided that she's not going to be staying with him. And uh, that's it, I guess. We'll see them next week again. But um, yeah, I I can't stand her. I hope I hope he has enough dignity, enough self-respect that he doesn't stay with her. But I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But anyway, last, and I think this is all we'll see of them, her, we have Louise, just Louise, no Jose. So it's very quick, nothing much to really say here, but she's real pregnant now, guys. Anyway, I don't know how far along she is. She didn't mention, but um, she is going shopping for the baby and she finds a onesie. <sighs> she finds a fucking onesie that um, says, I love you fucking chicken. Oh my God. Not the fucking, the fucking song on the onesie, but I love you chicken. Producers, I see you. <laughs> Y'all went on fucking Etsy and <laughs> requested this fucking onesie. Um, I wrote, what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is such bullshit. I'm sorry. It's either producers found this fucking thing or she got this fucking onesie made specially for her. And then she stuck it in the store to make it look like she was buying this fucking onesie i don't buy this shit for a second i've never seen a i love you chicken fucking onesie for a baby i've never seen that fucking shit this is such bullshit okay i'm done um i swear the background music in this scene sounded like a slowed down version of I love you chicken. This is what my life has come to. That now I hear I love you chicken and everything. Um so then yeah we had a montage of his I love you chicken videos. Sure. Um so then she calls him and she shows him the onesie um so yeah and yeah okay um i find out here he tells her that he will be coming back in three months which is after the baby is born she's losing her ever-loving mind she's unhappy she says i need you here but honey bunny it's out of his control this is what he's being told so you have to sit tight and, you know, like, unfortunately, a lot of people in the situation have to have their baby by themselves with him on a video call. This is, this is what you chose. You could have waited to have this baby, but this is what you chose. So I have no sympathy. I really don't. But anyway, that is the end of 90 Day UK. Um, so we're going to take a little break here and then we will be jumping into the Sister Wives conversation, which I can't imagine will be very long. Um, so 
yeah, we'll be right back and we'll talk about sister vibes. Sister wives conversation. Again, not much to really talk about here. I think things will pick up after Christmas. Um, but yeah, my biggest bone to pick here with Cody, as always, um, is the fact that you couldn't remove or better yet, you couldn't put the fucking tail between your legs and call your daughter, even though you're not talking to Janelle, you couldn't call your daughter and say Merry Christmas. You couldn't fucking do that. Better yet, you couldn't call any of your fucking children besides the children you live with to say Merry Christmas. Do you even tell your children that you love them? Because I don't know if they even know that. Again, we do see like McKelty goes over to um over to to Cody's after Christmas um and truly's there and um uh shoot, what's her name? The one that got the surgery. She's also there too. Um I don't know why her name's not coming to me right now, but um they are there, so those are the only but again, did he even fucking talk to them before? You know what I mean? My biggest bone, like I said, my biggest bone to pick with him is the fact that he couldn't even call his child to say Merry Christmas. Basically, if because you're deciding to have separate Christmases, I'm not going to call you on Christmas. You can't even shoot a fucking text message you know, and say Merry Christmas, generic Merry Christmas to everybody in in your family, your children. As I probably say every week at this point, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. I, I, I don't understand the, the, I don't get him. I don't, I don't get him. I don't get why people want to be with this fucker. I really don't. Clearly no one does because they're all leaving him except for Robin, but um, I, I, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Um, so yeah, there was basically that there's not much else to really talk about. I feel like I know like Rob is kind of like, oh, you know, our marriage is affected too. Um, because of, you know, Christine leaving and now Janelle and all that. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. He's living with you. Okay. He is physically at least present. So, you know, I don't care. I don't care how your marriage is affected. I don't. I don't give a shit. Because as we kind of see in the previews for next week, she says um, to, you know, kind of to the viewer, like, I want an explanation as to why my family has exploded or imploded. And I'm just like, you, you're the fucking reason. Maybe you should listen to some Taylor Swift and realize, hi, I'm the problem. It's me. You know, like, what the fuck? I I just, anyway. Yeah. So I don't really care about how this is affecting her fucking marriage. The one thing I will give him is 
you know, him saying that he is very emotionally affected and he is going to a dark place with with the divorce and everything. I do get that as a person who's gone through divorce. I'm sure there's people listening who maybe have gone through a divorce. Um, but if you haven't gone through that, bless your heart. And also, I hope you never have to go through it. But I will say, you know, even if you are the one choosing to end the relationship, you do go to a dark place. You do, but it's a part of the healing process. It will get better. So I'm just, I I do hear him on, on that. But again, you decided to treat your wife like shit and you're now treating another one like shit and you've been treating another one like shit for nearly 10 years. Um, I understand that the reason that has that relationship has imploded with Mary is because of what was going on with Mary, but she's been trying his whole thing about, I just need you to to chase me or some shit. And I'm just like, but she's been, (laughs) you're just not allowing her. You know what I mean? Gets to a point where you have to just let it go and decide which way you're going to go. But at the same time, Cody has made that choice and Mary still stays or does she? Um, so yeah, I, 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 yeah. And I'm trying to think of anything else that really happened in this episode, but the, the conversation that he has with who is his brother-in-law, um, he's married to Mary's sister. Um, we find out here and I, I, um, he, he, he does explain things cause he has as we find out earlier last last week anyways that he too has been through a divorce um uh so he knows how what he's kind of going through but this whole thing about the sacred loneliness which is kind of explained to us in such a way where a woman should be able to be okay to be alone when in a polygamous relationship because, well, there's going to be times, obviously, that she's going to be by herself. So she should be able to be content in that loneliness kind of situation while the while the husband is dicking around with other people, okay? Um, so he's basically saying that, like, Christine wasn't, you know, doing her sacred loneliness kind of situation. She just wanted to dip. And it's you know, we kind of see Christine laughing at it. Um, I think even Robin was kind of, no, actually, I don't know if Robin said anything about it. It was actually Mary who was kind of saying more about like what sacred loneliness I think is meant for her. I think it was her. It might be wrong. It might have been Robin. Um, but Janelle's like, fuck that shit. Even Mary, even if it was Mary who was explaining it, was kind of like, okay. Um, but I think Christine's kind of like, I've never heard of this before. So I don't know if this is something he's making up in his mind. Um, and maybe Christine missed that memo. I don't know. But fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Um, we're human. And it's, I can't imagine it being easy kind of seeing your husband with other women, even if this is something you've chosen. I can't imagine that. So 
you know, we're human at the end of the day. I think the problem is with Cody now with him spewing this sacred loneliness um, situation is because now he's kind of getting a taste of his own medicine with the fact that, okay, well, Christine said deuces, I'm out. And Janelle is on the way saying deuces, I'm out. And Mary's like, fuck this shit, deuces, I'm also out, but been out. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's basically what this all comes down to. So, but yeah, I think that's basically it. I don't really have much else to say on sister wives. Um, Of course, guys, I don't think I've ever said this, but if you have thoughts, sound off. (laughs) You know what I mean? I would love to talk to you guys about um, your thoughts and feelings on sister wives. But um, so yeah, I think that's basically it. But we do see next week that Mary has a secret that she's going to be telling Robin. So we'll find out what that secret is next week. But that's that's it for the Sister Wives conversation for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. Please spread the word. We would love to be able to grow this podcast by just spreading it around to everybody. Also, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That also helps with the growth. Again, you can get this podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at reality tea times two. You can also email us at reality tea times two at hotmail.com. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to reality tea times two. We have a website where you can listen to these episodes. That's all I can say for now. Working on the website otherwise. Um, But that is now at our Acast link, which you will find at the show notes as well. I have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. The link for that podcast will be in the show notes along with everything else will be um at the show notes well that's it for now guys thanks Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with.
They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Eludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, that's just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Eludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Eludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Mm-hmm.